All right, let's start. This Torah, Torah Dalit, Piyah page 16, is based on a, on a very important. You have it in your yours. So um, this trade is based on how a person should look at life when things happen. You know, as we go through life, one of the things we have to realize we process things and we are challenged very much. And how we look at things and how we perceive things has such an effect in us. It could be two same stories can happen to people. Two same, a deal doesn't go through or uh, an accident happened. One person sort of is devastated by it. One person, it's not the, it's not the worst of the world. It is, you know, someone, a young man told me the other day that he had a lawsuit. He's young in business, and he was shaken up. I told him, I see business people, they laugh, that's just part of doing business. You know, he's not experienced. A lawsuit by him sounded like, you know, who knows what happened. So in life, it has such a powerful effect what happens to us. So let's, let's start, if you have page 17 in English. It is proper for a person cleaves to the true tzaddik to know that everything that happens to him is for his benefit. It's everything that happens to us is for our benefit. It, everything. We don't know why, when, where, but what happens to us is for the true benefit. The more you know this, the more you know it's a challenge. You know, <clears throat> for young people, I, I, I spoke recently for young couples who have still babies. And you know, one of the things is very challenging. You have a baby that's crying and misbehaving or a difficult child. I said, you know, if you look at it, that this is what Hashem gave you to take care of these children. This is your job. You're not gonna. If a, if a lady does care in the nursery and she enjoys working with children, it's a job. She loves it. You know, so we're a, the same thing. Everything in life is this way. Every one of us has a path that they're going through, and there's going to be in our path a life for every person. There's pain and not pain, good things, but everything that happens, you have to tell yourself, is for your good, for, for the goodness of, of, of what he says. When a person knows this, this perception is the taste of the world to come. It's a very, very powerful thing. Rabbi Nachman says, built on the Zoyed. When a person really knows this, this is Me'en Oilam Haba. This is from the next world. Because, you know, most of us, most of the time, especially as we get older and we have things to take care of, we wake up in the morning, there are a lot of things that makes us anxious. Like you have a family, you have to take care of this, and someone might not be perfectly well, and there's anxiety to take care of things. Imagine, can you imagine waking up in the morning having such a feeling that everything is just perfect? Like looneyweds. I always say over a story that 9-11, the year of 9-11, I asked 
for the first two, three years, where were you 9-11? One time there was a couple who came to my house. So I asked them, where were you 9-11? And they both freeze. And I tell me what happened. They tell me they got married 9-9. 9-11 was Tuesday, they got married Sunday. And they were in New Jersey in a hotel. That's where they were gonna spend the week. She says, I opened the television in the morning and um, you know, I saw something, I closed it, you know. Three o'clock, we come down, we wanna go take a bite, and I look at the lobby, everyone is so tense, and so, the, what's going on? And uh, you don't know what's going on, where were you? Are you from this planet, you know what happened? No, what happened? And they tell them what happened. And she says, but I opened the TV, and I saw something with the World Trade. Uh, I was like so, you know, it's a newlywed, the second day of marriage, you're so into each other, we just closed it, didn't pay attention, totally got out of our mind. I mean, hey, you have someone who, 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 who newly got up in the morning where, you know, that moment when you're newlywed, you think everything is going to be great and peaceful, there's no even room to hear something not good. It, it just amazed me. If it wouldn't have been a newlywed, you would have thought, what's with World Trade Center? What was that all about? But a person has true faith, the stronger your faith, the stronger you have this perception that everything is good, you're so much calmer with yourself. You're not anxious. And there is what to be. If you don't have the faith in Hashem, there is things to be anxious about. Life is very challenging. It could be a job, it could be the wife, it could be the children, it could be a neighbor, it could be a lawsuit, it could be anything. There's so many things that is really challenging. So what 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 what, uh, what he's saying here? When a person knows that everything is bashet, as we say, everything is exactly from Hashem, there is an incredible en oilam haba. That's a piece of the next world, a Mashiach coming, where we're going to feel this incredible tranquility in ourselves. He says a person merits to attain this knowledge. He says, how do we get to this knowledge? He says by confessing before the Torah scholar. That doesn't mean you have to go to Talmud Chochem and, and confess. That means when you person, we believe that Nachman meant to say, if you go to his Tzian or your Rosh Hashanah, but the concept is a very, very powerful concept, what he'll say. Then he were married to know that everything is endures all the days of lies entirely for his benefit. That it, that it is all out of the love that the Holy One blessed me, he asked for him. He's, we, once a per, he's going to explain soon a great length how this becomes. So he explained, this is the essence of complete knowledge. You know, das, understanding knowledge, comes from understanding many different angles of something. You know, I, 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 I always say, when Mashiach will come, there's going to be great shalom. Because the lack of peace is the lack of knowledge. You all know, we all, all know relationships. If you get into an argument, it's always one didn't understand the others. Nothing to do with anything but one of the partner did not understand what the other one is coming from because there's a lack of understanding, the lack of what's going on. That brings a person into a fight. But once you understand where the person is coming about, it's, you know, everything dissipates. When there's knowledge, there's incredible peacefulness. He says when a person knows that the not good things and the bad things is the love of Hashem, 
that is great, great knowledge. That means you, your perception is clear to know. You know, in a simple form, what this means is, you know, the, you know take anyone who has young children still, or my grandchildren, you know, there's certain children hate to bathe themselves. And the mother's got to fight to put them into a bath. And, and if a person doesn't understand what life is all about, why are you fighting each other? Those who want to bathe themselves, let them smell. Oh, no, oh, no. Child needs to be bathed, has to be clean, cannot be smelling. Child is fighting, well, we got to force him. The child doesn't want to eat, we got to work around the child, make sure he eats. Otherwise, who knows what's going to happen. But the ch- when the child, you ask the child themselves, you bring him his, if you could talk to the child and reason with it and see his memory, he looks at it, it's terrible. It is terrible. You know, look at, because, because the child doesn't understand what is being done to him. So what? It's terrible. This is what has to be the same with us, with Hashem. We don't understand 90% what's going on with us. You know, many years ago, a guy was asking me this question. How would I understand why Hashem is doing this to me? I said to him, there's a famous Evan Ezra, Allah Torah. Someone asked him, can you explain to me what God is? So I tell him, can you explain to me what the soul is? If you explain me that, I'll explain you what God is. I mean, your own soul, he says, it's hard to put into words what it is. How do you expect me to put words what that is? We're just able to understand an outside limitation what it is. It's very hard. We don't even know, you know, we don't even know how much teeth we have in the mouth. Unless you learn dentistry or someone told you, most people don't know how much teeth they have in the mouth. They don't even know how things work. It is that our body is so unbelievable, not just the body, the spirituality. A person has a soul and has a ruach and a neshama. But everything, the end is you tell yourself everything's good. That brings a complete knowledge. He says, He said, this is... um, that a person should not rebel or become confused by all tribulations of the experience. Instead, he should believe that everything is for his eternal good. Now, now let, me, let me explain what he says now in the next piece. You know, this is based on the Zoya. The Zoya says a very interesting thing. Every time a person transgresses, he eats not kosher, speaks Lashon Hara. So the Torah says, let's just take, he eats something not kosher. The Torah says, do not eat kosher. When you did do that, what happens? Now, Nachman explains a very, very interesting concept. I'll, I'll try to make it easy to understand. He says, every word of Hashem is malchus. Malchus means to be responsible. Person we spoke about this before in the class. Every person has to be responsible for themselves. That's called malchus. Every person has a responsibility for others. And it's a great feeling. A man who has a wife to take care of, he is malchus. And a wife that has, takes care of her husband, it's malka. She's the queen. There is a being responsible makes a person sort of a king and a queen. Then there's malchus where we accept the yoke of Hashem. Hashem says, do not eat non-kosher, do not speak loshnara, you know, gossip. But that's a malchus, because the words of Hashem is telling us, I don't want you to eat kosher, we accept that. That's malchus mitzada kedusha. That means I took responsibility and I'm not going to eat uh, a non-kosher food. If a person violates it, the words of the Torah 
that letters becomes totally different, you know, letters could always be reorganized. You know that. Letters could be, <clears throat> the famous Zoe, each word in the Torah could be written one way, if you organize the letters, it becomes another word. So the letters of the words of the Pasik that says you have to eat kosher get sort of reorganized. And that is, gets into our bones and our essence. And it lays there, those letters. And that, that is dragging us down. The sin that we do sort of drags us away from our responsibility. You know, there's a part of every person. Every person has a little bit where he doesn't want to be totally responsible. You know, person takes care. He always likes to cut corners. Ever notice we always, we humans, love to cut corners. You know, except when you buy a car, you want the car to be perfect. When we do it our religion, yeah, we keep Shabbos, but a little bit cut corner here, a little bit cut corner here. We keep kosher. There's a, a, a Sahara who doesn't allow us to be full responsible. He'll let you keep Shabbos, keep kosher, and your wife go to the mikveh, and they let you do everything. Always finds a little bit cut in corners. That's what it's called, the malchus has blemished. Because your responsibility, what's dragging the malchus down? Why is it so? You're willing to keep Shabbos. You're willing to do everything. Tell a guy, I, you know, if you don't come in Shabbos to work, I'm going to fire you. I said over a story a few years ago, a young man came to me. This is such a profound image. He came to me Friday night, and it was in the winter, and his wife was pregnant to do any day. And he was working as a software, writing software, and he tells me that he just quit his job. His manager in the company was someone who was religious, went off and told him, I know you don't have to leave early. Sunset is so-and-so. You can leave the business in one minute before sunset and walk. He says, I am leaving now. And he quit. And he came to me, had no idea what he's going to do now. You know, Shem helped him. And Monday he got a phone call from the boss of the company that he put the manager away in another place and told me, you could leave whenever you want Friday. But, but I remember this, this story like, wow, a young guy, and he was so strong with himself. But I was thinking to myself, the same young person, and my sometimes the Yitzhara tells us, well, you'll do everything to keep Shabbos, but Mukta, maybe you'll cut corners here, maybe you cut corners here. That is a blemish, it's called in the Malchus. That blemish in Malchus comes because we have a certain type of inside of us, Avedis, transgressions, which we didn't fix yet. When we do tshuva, we sort of, we spit it out, and then we could accept the Malchus better and better. So the Malchus could be much nicer. So Ram Nachman says, when a certain person confesses his sins, what happens? Those words, let's say he ate non-kosher, or he spoke gossip. So the words he says to Hashem, he says in front of a, a tzaddik, he says, and breast of chassid, believe you should say it at the grave, and you say it out. I spoke Loshnara this year. I spoke gossip, and I ate non-kosher. I wasn't careful with 100% with Shabbos. It literally, those letters that got cleaved to you, now comes out through your mouth. It means it was spiritual inside of us, and those letters, when you say it out, comes out from our mouth, and it just dissipates. That's why confessing to do tshuva every day is so powerful. You know, one of the great things, and in, 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 in the Zoya says, Nachman emphasizes, 
And uh, someone told me once, I'm, I'm not accurate, but I remember someone telling me the 12 step program, he, he uses also to have, take inventory of your, of, your, of your life continuously. Take inventory of your day. How was my day today? Did I speak gossip? Did I not speak gossip? Where, where am I? How did this go? And to look at it and to, you know, to say, yes, today I was a little bit short. T tell Hashem, I, you don't have to knock yourself and say, oh, I was such a failure, I could have done. Just say, you know, it wasn't a perfect day. By saying out Hashem the vidu, it's called vidu in Hebrew, it, the words of the, it comes through your mouth and it cleans your soul. Very, very powerful thing. Because when a person does an Aveda, it stays there unless you really say, I'm sorry. We all know those in any relationship. And it is so powerful, I watch this all the time. When a person is hurt and you really say, I'm sorry, if most people just would forgive. It depends how bad the transgression is. You know, if you really hurt someone and just say, sorry, you know, always depends. And that's the truth. If you really hurt someone very, very badly, the I'm sorry has to be a very powerful I'm sorry. I just, you know, I'm sorry, I didn't realize you were on the phone, I didn't realize, you know, with your children, your spouse. But if it's something very badly, you know, a person, Someone, uh, recently someone explained to me that someone apologized to him. He didn't want to accept it. Yeah, I mean, this was terrible what you did. I tried to explain. You have to apologize. Shows how sincere you are. You just can't call him up and say, oh, I'm sorry. You know, this was, uh, wasn't a small thing. It, well, once a person hears that I'm sorry from you, it dissipates. The same with us relationship at Hashem. When we say to Hashem, I'm sorry, it just... The whole thing leaves us, and there's an openness between us and Hashem. That's why tshuva is such a powerful thing. Don't look at tshuva. Many people look at doing tshuva, repenting, as a, as a difficult drag down. No, I'm going to be close to Hashem. My relationship is going to be much better. How often couples, all they need to say to each other, sincere, I'm sorry, and everything smooths out, and you talk it over, and you realize the mistake. The same thing with us. Now, Hashem knows that we are, we are tested. We live in a world full of tests. He knows this, and this is our challenge. But, you know, and we do make mistakes. And sometimes we, it's not a mistake. We, the, the Yetzirah got the better of us. But when we say out the words of Vidi, it leaves the system. The, mal, the, the Pagama Malcha leaves it, and you take upon yourself Kedusha Digamalchis. He says you should do a grave at Saudi, but you should do it also every day. You know, that's what we say, Vidu. Yeah, yeah, to grave to any tzaddik, true. And, but that's true, what you just said. But the, in prayers, we also say Vidu in the prayers. Shamni, Bugadni, after, after Shamanasa. Or you don't have to say it for yourself before Krishna Alamitta. When you, when, when you read the Krishna Alamitta, you know what that is? At night, you can go to sleep. And many Sudurm have, you should just say out, Hashem. You know, so, you know, I just say it, and I don't even sometimes say the nusach. I say it out. Hashem, today was not the best day. Unfortunately, this and this happened. And I was shot my hair, this and this, didn't, I didn't do correctly. You know what it does to a person? It frees you from also guilt. Because deep down, when we make mistakes, deep, deep down, you know, there's feelings there that gets buried. Someplace it's going to go. Someplace, you know, when we do something wrong, someplace that wrongness gets, gets into our system. It doesn't just, you know, and 
Oh, but when you acknowledge it, yes, I am so sorry. You know, when you tell your spouse I'm sorry and you and we forgive each other, it brings such a closeness. You want to ask something? Oh, it's about this, right? That's true. So now, what is that connected to know that everything is good? What happens is, Rav Nachman explains, it, and he's very abridged over here, and the long version he explains like this. When a person gets out the negativeness out of themselves, they be able to see life in a much more powerful way. When, when, you know, what happens to us when a person is in pain? We are very focused in the pain. Why do we have this pain? It's not fear. You know, we get so, you know, like, uh, you know, once you explain to someone, in, in this, you know, sometimes you can understand it, sometimes you just need the faith. We understand this has to be the way it is. It calms you down. The negativity of the sin doesn't allow your mind to clearly see things. The gamma malchus doesn't let you to see this is exactly what Hashem wanted. And it's good. I don't know how, but one day I will understand. And, and that makes your life the sweetest thing you can imagine. See, one of the hardest things for us humans to sometimes to understand, you know, but why certain things happen to I tell you what, how I, t t I talk to myself. I sometimes think, isn't it amazing how our body works? You know, we're living in this body. This is a palace, your body. It's an incredible place you're living in. Your, your body, you, is not one. Your you are resting in this because when we pass away, our soul leaves the body and goes up. It's just your bodies because, unfortunately, a person can have someone else's heart. You and your heart are not one. People have transplant hearts, and, and I remember the first time when the heart transplant was done, they want, they, this was in South Africa. And I remember till today's day, they wanted to know from the person that his moods change, are you more nicer, kinder, meaner? He found he was the exact same person. Nothing changed. Beginning day, he thought maybe, you know, poetry, the heart is sort of always you mind the love and hate, and my heart loves my heart. Turned out that it was exactly the same. A person got someone else's face, a person got someone else's stomach. Your identity is really in the brain, sort of clothed in. A person could come down another time, reincarnation, be in another body. This is a vessel that you are. This vessel is incredible that we are. You know, I didn't choose how tall I'm going to be. You know, I didn't choose uh, how intelligent I'm going to be. I didn't choose, you know, who my parents were going to be, I would say. I didn't choose my twin brother. I had no choice of anything. Hashem just put us down into this incredible palace. And, you know, our strength and our weaknesses, our strength what we are strong and the weakness, what we need to cope with. It, this is, and it's amazing, this body. It is super amazing how this body works. Not just the body, how your moods and your feelings and your intellect. 
So how could I, how could I, if God made me this way, how could anything around me not be perfect? No choose your, no one chooses parents. Yes, no one chooses the parents. They didn't take me down the aisle and they tell me, you know, choose your parents. I once asked Ralph's, the manager, many years ago. I asked them, how many cereals do you have in the aisle? You know, and she said, come back to me next time. Came back next time, she tells me 128 different cereals. I don't know if it's all the time there. So I, since then, I always use this. I say, Hashem didn't take me down the aisle. I said, choose a father, choose a mother. And uh, he just, well, we had no choice. He sent us down here with his ultimate wisdom, knew this is what you need to go through. This is it. I don't remember reading it any place. Everything is possible, but I don't remember reading it. Now let's move on. He says, the primary rectification of all sin comes about through the true tzaddik. You know, the, you know to understand the true tzaddik, what this means is, I want to explain this a little bit. You know, we all know that last week was Lag Boimer. Lag Boimer, I want to explain the concept of tzaddik, what this really means. Lag Boimer, I think someone, I think someone, someone told me in Reb Shemba's place, according to the police count, usually they try to be accurate, was over 300,000 people. They expected it. 250, 300,000 people came. What was this power of of Shemba Yechui? All types of Jews came. It wasn't just, it used to be Chassidim, Svardim, Terei, every type, every Chassid, and every, it is unbelievable. 300,000 people in Israel, a country that has, unbelievable. You know, what we understand from the Zoyer, Shimbo Chiro, the Zoyer, there are tzaddikim, and I, I just want to explain a, a concept. I explained the Shabbos and Shul because I see people don't understand something. There were great tzaddikim, very few such great tzaddikim through generations who brought down the incredible wisdom of Hashem to apply it in special mysticism, Kabbalah, true Kabbalah, not, you know, in other places that teach true Kabbalah. What was it? What is this? The, I'll give you a marshal. The Rizal writes, it's Talmud writes, on his Rebbe, my Rebbe had the power to sit in the chair and have out-of-body experience whenever you want it. And his soul would just leave him and would go to Shemayim and go to Yeshiva and learn whatever Torah you wanted. And he would come down and he would teach it to us. That only the Shem Ba'ichoi, you know, was able to do it. Moshe Rabbeinu was able to do it. The Rizal, the Bashemtov, Nachman, there were great tzaddikim who had the power to do this. Not only that, they have the power. He says, the Talmud writes, my Rebbe would meet a person, he was able to talk to the soul, not to the person. He was able to say with his words, I've seen him done it. Speak to the person's soul and hear a conversation. I'll hear him talking. 
And he wasn't talking to the guy, he was talking to the soul to understand what this soul needs a tikkun. There was such great tzaddikim, so holy were there, they, were, they were, had this enormous power. What does this holiness come from? And these great tzaddikim showed in their mysticism, in the Kabbalah teaching, how much the love of God is to us. We don't know how to take the sin. Many of us don't know even how to take love in. Many of us, you know, don't, don't have the kalim to take someone's love into ourselves. They have the power, such an incredible power, to take the love of Hashem in. Show us that the love, Hashem is crazy over you. You know, if you tell, I, I joke with the single guys, and always tell them that if a girl will be crazy over you, you will get married. You, no, no problem. You have a girl and he, she's going to say, wow, you're great. I'm marrying this guy. You'll be so enthusiastic. All single bachelors will get married. And it's what's holding them back. They're not convinced, you know. It's, but imagine Hashem. Hashem is ultimate loving us. So great is His love, says the Zoyer. It's like, just like your soul loves its body so much that he, he looks at it as all one. You know, you don't look at yourself. It's very hard for a person to say, my soul and my body, two things. But really it's two. But you look at it as all one. So too is the love of Hashem to us like a connected with ultimate love. We don't feel it because we don't know how to take love into ourselves. And 90% of the Kabbalah teaching shows how much the greatness of God is, and not just His greatness, His great, great, great love to us. How much He really cares. That's what the Nachman also did in, in His teachings. Show that we don't realize, but the love of Hashem to us is, it's beyond comprehension. You know, the Bashem used to say, if I would collect all the love in the world, you know, there's love in the world, people love each other, young people, newlyweds, all the love that exists in the world. They put it together, the love that God has for a wicked person is still greater than all the love that you put together. Because Hashem is infinite. And, and the love is there. We have a hard time taking this in. We, we, have, we look at it, well, if he really loves me, I have a list. You know, Ralph's list. This should happen to me. This deal should go through and this. It's like the child, ma, and anyone who raises children gets a little, ma, you don't like me. You don't let me get me the doll. You know, you know and, ma, if you really like me, you let, you know, don't make me go to bed so early. If you really care about me, you know, children know how to push the right buttons. But, you know, we, and as adults, maybe not verbalize it, but we also say this in our mind. In our mind, we think, if you really, really like me, I have a few deals coming up, and I need those deals to go right through. But the truth is, it's childish. Because Hashem knows that you have to, we have to struggle in this world, and we have to be tested in this world. And because this is His love. You know, I... I I'm not so experienced, but I once spoke to a person that told me, explained to me a frightening thing. And with this, I explained this concept very well. A guy told me that he suffers, and he told me the name, I, I don't remember, many, many years ago. His mother is the most loveliest person in the world. You say, you meet my mother, you would melt. My mother's mistake was she didn't let me make any decisions in life. And I got older, I struggled till today's day as an adult, I can't make decisions. She was enormously loving. 
And she would, I would come home, she would help me with the homework, and she would help me decide what to do, and not to do, what to go, what to go to school, what to do. That, literally, as I finally left home, went to college, literally, I couldn't make decisions. I had to go for therapy for a long time to get out of this. He says, my mother's the nicest lady. You meet her, she is a unbelievable. But her terrible mistake was she didn't let me make my own decisions and fall and hurt myself. Hashem, this is what God is to us. He doesn't want to, you know, we think that, you know, I have an idea, it should go right through. Hashem wants us to struggle and to work and to have faith and to know that's, our, that's good. That's what he knows is good for us. And he knows this is the good. I tell people I have a great proof to this. What's my proof? Yaakov Avini got the blessings. His mother tells him, go to your father, get the blessings. He got all the blessings from his father. What does Yankov Avini have to do now? Asa wants to kill him. So what does Yankov Avini do? He runs for his life. And he meets Hashem in the great dream of the Sulam, you know, the ladder. And Hashem says, don't worry, I'll take care of you. I'll watch you. Don't worry. Yankov was got worried now, really. Because he knows, if you tell me, don't worry, I'm in great trouble now. <laughs> you, know, you know, and this was the truth of the matter was, this was Yaakov Avini. Thank you. This was Yaakov Avini's challenge. He didn't, Hashem didn't tell him. Hashem could have told Yaakov Avini, go back home, I'll watch you. He's, he's, he, Hashem appears to him in the dream. Behold, I'm with you. I'll watch you. I'll watch every step of you. Then go home. Don't run into exile. He runs to his uncle who gave him the, 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 the run for his life. Cheated him a hundred times. Double-crossed him the, with a wedding night. Imagine. Imagine what the biggest double-cross you can imagine. Get, thinks he's marrying one lady. Wakes up in the morning. It's a sister. You know, it sounds very nice and romantic. In reality, it's the most, most painful thing. So why... Hashem says, this is what you, Yaakov, have to go through. Not to go home to to the, this is your challenge. Hashem could have told him, you know, it would be up to us. I was, oh, Hashem, you're watching me. Let me go home. Let me hang out with my parents. It's a nice, comfortable place to be. No, 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 no. I know what you have to do, Yaakov. You, you have to go on the run. You have to be tried, and you have to find your two wives. You have to work 14 years for them. Your uncle is going to double-cross you, but I'll watch you. He's going to cheat you 100 times, and then you're going to meet Esau, and then Dina is going to be raped, and then Yosef is going to disappear. But I'm watching you. This is the road that he had to have. Every one of us is that the same thing. Everyone has a special road that we have to have. Every, everyone has a different script. My script is not yours, and Baruch Hashem, I don't think anyone has Yaakovini's script. You know, he had really a hard life. But we have a different script, every person. And that is the goodness. That is Anoichimach. That's the Shemartich. That's why I'm watching you. Now, that Sadiqim power was, they were able to explain this in the teachings, the enormous love to us, which we don't, we don't, unfortunately, it's very. You know, even in relationships, people, sometimes children who never had good parents, I was explained once, have a hard time taking love into themselves. Once I have to speak in a group of people, and I started speaking this, so 
I once in a rehab center, and the, the one the head told me, you know, these people don't know what love is. You know, but you got to talk about something else. They have a hard time having even a relationship because they don't feel deserving of love and have a hard time taking in love. That many people live this way that, you know, love, you love me, they become uncomfortable. They're comfortable in a relationship when we fight. I once heard this from someone. They, they feel nice, they feel vibrant and alive, and we have a good argument. When we're very cozy with each other, they become very uncomfortable. Now, it sounds absurd, but this could happen to people. And this, the havdil means the, the separation, but God, we have an even a harder time to take his love into ourselves. And to know, yes, Hashem wants you. Yes, Hashem is in love with you. So this is what the tzaddikim showed us. The Shem Baruchui with the, the showing us and the teaching of Kabbalah of Nachman and his svar continuously shows this. So this is why the the power of tzaddikim had. And that's why tzaddikim because they they clean themselves of every negativeness. You know the Shem Baruchui and Rav Nachman and the great tzaddikim and, and the, they were pure of pure of any non you know Yitzhara didn't have any desires for bad, they were the most loving, never got angry. I mean, it was pure, pure, pure. Since they came to such a high, high level, they have a, a little, a, I say in English, uh, they have, they could give out hashpur, means they could have an influence on generations. With his writing, the Zoya has an influence till today's day. It's, it's 1800 years or 1900 years later. Imagine, and his words have such a powerful influence. It's, and the Rizal's words, and the Bashemtov, and, and many great Sadiqim have this powerful, powerful influence. Because it's not just the teachings that stay with us, it's the soul stays with us. The certain Nishumas who stay like Duvid Malach Yisrochavikayim. And a person attaches him to the teachings of any of these things, it literally helps us get elevated. You know, just to add, I see over here, he adds another notch to this. When a person does an Aveda, this is a Kabbalistic concept. You know, if a person eats food that's not fit for yourself, a guy eats food, if, if your own body doesn't get rid of it, you know, if an infection will grow, Things would go wrong, you know, by mistake a guy swallows something and gets lodged in the stomach. It doesn't just, you know, it doesn't just sit there. Okay, I'm sitting there. No, 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 no. Many bad things happen. What Nachman says, this is built on the Zoya, the Chaim al-Atari speaks a lot about this. Every sin that we do, if you don't get rid of it, it's waiting there, collecting negativeness. Sins have a power to collect, attract negativeness. Mitzvah has a power to do positively. Happiness attracts positiveness. You ever notice when you're happy, you do good work. When you're depressed, you just don't know how to do good work. You stumble. I always tell people, that I always know when I'm happy now, happy people don't, don't get tickets. 99% of the time you got a ticket is because you were depressed. You parked the wrong sign. 
you parked on the wrong side, you weren't paying attention. It never happens when you're happy mood and, you know, and always, I always notice when you are not in a happy mood and an angry mood and all of a sudden you make mistakes because depression and sins and negativity pull negativeness. Positive, kedusha, mitzvah, pull us out from there. So Nachman is saying when you have this sin in you, if you don't sort of get it out, purge it as we say, it has a power of us, in us. And it has, it feeds on, on the thing. So that's when we say vidui, you say reboini shaloylam. So yeah, vidui means reboini I'm sorry that I did this and this. You know, that it doesn't, people think that vidui means you got to roll in the snow, just say, Hashem, I am so sorry that I messed up, that I did this and this. I'm going to try not to do it. I don't want to do it. Just got caught up and got to quit my habit or I'm going to work on it. Just that's it. In every relationship, you know, you can say I'm sorry to each other and everything, you know, is great. Then to explain, let's start a little bit more. Then he has a very, also another interesting concept in Kabbalah. You know, every person, we are created from the four foundations, it's called essence, fire, water, offer, and ruach. The four, I don't know it's called in English, um, four foundations. And the Zoyed explains that each one has, it means every cell of a person has, the, every, that's what the Zoe says, every cell of every person has a little bit fire. It's not the fire, fire, but has some, some parts of it, some part of liquid, some part of dust, sort of to say, some part of ruach. Now, what really happens, each one of them has positive and negative things. For instance, you know, the the power of offer makes us lazy and depressed. You know, we are 90% water. Do you know that? We are, humans are 90% water. Just uh, biology. But every cell, every person has offer. Offer means the, 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 the bones and the things are made from earth. You know, the bottom line is my body, and so everyone is made from cholent and some apples and peanut butter, and as we grow, and that's what it is. That's miraculous how the body takes all those food and makes cells, builds the bones in the skin, and here we are. But there is earth in us. The power of earth, the impurity of earth, makes a person lazy and depressed. You notice that laziness and depression are brothers and sisters. When a person is lazy, he's depressed. The person is depressed, he becomes lazy. Isn't it amazing? I mean, a married couple, as we say. They make a good shidduch, we say in Yiddish. I mean, instead of being depressed, is you become lazy. When you're lazy, you become depressed. It works together. That has to have a ticket. We have, we have to pull ourselves from a laziness. We got to pull ourselves from, from being depressed, which I often spoke about. It's hard work not to be depressed. 
No one wakes up in the morning and says, yippee, I'm alive. You know, <laughs> I'm so happy. Unless you won the lottery, you don't wake up this way. You wake up in the morning and snooze button, he pushes down once, he pushes down. Oh, we got to get up. Should we get up? Should we not get up? And, you know, no one, you know, that's the koyuch of offer in us. That we have to fight. The unhappiness, then there's the koyuch of ruach. The, the ear that everything has. So the Zoyed explains that's the power of speaking. We, we, we have a Yitzhara to speak Roshan Hara, to speak the wrong things and not to talking in shul, talking middle of davening. You know, the wrong speech. There's a power Yitzhara for that. Then there's a Yitzhara also for uh, the, uh, water. Water represents the Tava, the desires, because everything needs water in this world. Every plantation needs water, and the water represents our desires. And unfortunately, our desires are sometimes good and important. I mean, it's the wrong desire, and the Yitzharas there to get us. There's different Yitzharas, and then there's the Aish. Aish makes a person to be incredible arrogant. That's the power of fire, it longs to go up. The fire in us makes us sometimes extremely arrogant. And to purify this, we gotta be humble. Know that, you know, where, you know, what are you so arrogant? So each of these things is, a, per, a person is built with the four foundations. And the more a person purifies these foundations, the more spiritual you become. You know, I noticed once, I met a guy who knew nothing about being Jewish. He was Jewish, but knew very, very little. You know, he came, and he today is very religious, but when I first met him, I remember noticing something very interesting. He had no desire to speak gossip. Speak gossip, and I, you know, I was like wondering, like this, you know, I asked him, do you, no, I'm just not interested. You know, he was very spiritual. Somehow, somehow it was, he had this blessing in himself. He was just so not interested. So, what, you know, and what goes on in other people, he was like so happy with himself and as such a spiritual. Seems like by him, that was, it wasn't his challenge. Now, other people, gossip is the biggest challenge. You know, people love to gossip. You know, it, it amazes me. I, I used to go to doctor's office, you were able to get, read a, a, news, a, new, a, a paper over there that didn't have gossip, a time and... I went to the doctor's office a few weeks ago. The only thing that was, this was an expensive doctor in Beverly Hills. And the only thing he had this was people, us, I didn't even know these names. Uh, but everything was <laughs> gossip. They never had a normal thing there. I remember you used to go to the doctor's office, you had, uh, 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 what's it, geographic, what's it called? Natural, nothing. So I joke with the doctor, he says, what can I do with the patients, uh, people, that's what people want to read. People love you know, his life is miserable, their life, and they're cheating on him, he's doing, he's doing that. This is, this comes from the power of a ruach, a bad ruach a person has. But the person has to purify himself in all these things. The more purify yourself, the more elevated spiritual you get. We'll get to it next week, hopefully. And not only do you get more spiritual, we get to this, you'll be able to see how everything in life is exactly how it should be. So, this Torah, I just want to reiterate again. What Rachman is teaching us over here, if a person could look at life and see that everything that happens for him is for the best, 
your life is going to be a sweet life. You're going to be such a, because there is no, remember, the first great mistake young people make, more young than older people, young people make, is they think life is smooth sailing. I always tell them, you know, newlyweds get married, I tell them that you're crazy over here, he's crazy, okay, I don't know. That's not the trick. The trick is with the disappointments you have on each other, when you argue, how you argue, how, that's the trick of life. Of course, you're attracted to each other, and it's going, and it's nice, and it's wonderful. Challenges when we don't see eye to eye. See, many people think that, you know, I would tell people, you know, in the cardiogram, many guys in intensive care, how do you know that he's alive when the lines go up and down? How do you know it's over when the lines are flat? When it's flat, you're dead. As long as you have ups and downs in life, you know you're alive. The ups and downs in life tells you that you are alive. Sometimes you're better this way, sometimes you're better mood, and sometimes. So, uh, coming back, what Rabbi Nachman is teaching us in this Torah is the more a person looks at life, perceives life, and knows that this is what Hashem chose for him, then we have to go through this. You know, everything's for your best. Your life will be much happier. And it is challenging. Yaakov Avini, this is, he's going with God's blessing, Yaakov Avini. Hashem is telling him, I am with you. I'm watching you. I'm there with you. Boy, did Yaakov Avini have a hard life. He couldn't get married. He, you, want, you want my daughter? Seven years of labor. I don't know anyone would do this. I know everyone has great wives here, but I don't know anyone would. Seven years of labor. And that, then he tricks him that night. And he says to him, that night comes, and he tricks it. And now you want her? Another seven years. I don't think in, in history of the, uh, mankind this happened another time. So Hashem, I thought Hashem was watching me. Yaakov, he wasn't disappointed. He knew when Hashem says, I'm going to watch you, I know he has to watch me. I'm going through a tough time. That's my test in life. We would have expected hearing the words, Hashem, don't watch me. We would expect to say everything will be just wonderful. Every crap and no problems, and the children would get along, and it'll be in music in the air all day long. And Yaakov Avini, how are you sending turbulent, turbulence? Turbulence. The, the, the children didn't get along, and Yosef was sold. And the truth is, that is, Hashem knows this has to happen. So every one of us, every one of us has a script. Not Yaakovini's script, your personal. Imagine God wrote a personal script for you. We, how do you say, we just, you know, the, the script was written, now we're acting it out. How do you say in English? The act is happening now. We're living the script of Hashem. So what do you He wants us to do that. No, he wants us. Yaakovini knows Sadavant. Yaakovini knew that Hashem was watching him. He davened to Hashem, save me from Esav. Save me from Lavan. No, no, but he saved him. He wants us to daven. How that works is beyond comprehension. But Hashem wants us to daven. You're in trouble, scream to him. And he listens. Because there's nothing like Hashem listens and when we talk to him. A lot of nonsense people talk to him. He's, hey, imagine you tell Hashem, here I am, I'm in trouble. I want to... I need a panas, I need the health, I want to raise the family, or whatever it is. You know, this is what Hashem listens to us. He, he surely does. 
He surely does change the script. You daven, he says, you daven, I change the script. something? Well, the best way, it's a very good question, she asked, how do we do, this is a very important question, how do we do, uh, make ourselves a vessel to feel the love of God more? And one of the ways is by meditating. That's the only way that I know, is by talking to Hashem and, and, and saying it out. I know that you love me greatly. And I know that everything happens for your great love. And just say it over and over again. I, that's the only way that I know. It's true, I don't know another way. And, and I know that you're sending this test for me because you want me to pass, but it's difficult, help me. Help me change even pain. Even that the you know, business is not going, or the, you know, something is wrong with the, the children is not going well. Help my, help my daughters and help my children and help my you know, whatever it is, help my shalom bias, help me get along better. But the more you, and you sit there and you just say to yourself, the Hashem really loves me. The more you do it, the more you, the more powerful it is. So I want you all to smile today, even though it looks like cloudy today. Smile all day and you'll see you get more mileage of today. The more you smile, the more life becomes alive to you. Okay. Thank you.